Welcome back to now season two of Behind the Badge. I'm Trent Ferris, public information officer here at the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. We appreciate you listening and learning a little bit about the ins and outs of the York County Sheriff's Office and all about the hardworking men and women who serve our citizens each and every day. Uh, do us a favor, go check out our website, yorkcountysheriff.com, where you can keep up to date with what's going on here at the Sheriff's Office, news, events, crime prevention information, a whole plethora of different kind of stuff. And also go check us out on our social media pages. That's where you can get the information, the breaking news first uh, from us, the factual information from our social media pages first. And uh, that's all to effectively get you the right information at the right time so you can make right and informed decisions. So we've put the podcast on hiatus for the last couple of months uh, for yours truly. It's been a, a long process. Back in January, it started a, a process of becoming a class one officer. And doing that, uh, it took about eight weeks here to do training, eight weeks at South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy, do some training. And then after that, I had to go learn some more, Sheriff. I had to go finish up my Master of Public Information Officer program through the Department of Homeland Security. What have you been doing, Trent? I don't know, man. Life goals. All right, I hear you. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And then, so I said, you know what? It's about time to get the podcast back up there. There we go. And doing that, I said, well, I can't just bring anybody on for the first podcast of getting back. I had to put bring the boss in. Yeah, yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth, yeah. You scraped the bottom of the barrel. Nobody else said yes. Well, you were the only person that said yes so far. <laughs> I've, got pe- I've got people lined up, but people are probably not going to come and uh, do this because we're now on video, if you notice. Right, a video podcast. Yeah. So didn't we start podcast because people couldn't watch video? Yeah. They had to hear it? And it's it's a th- it's become a thing. Okay, and I think uh, it's right. be- I'll go with it. You listen to it on the podcasting services, and then for if some of these, if you want to watch it, you can watch it, and, and you can pay for it. But we're, we're not going to we're not going to ch- charge anybody. Aren't we just spoiled? Apparently so. All right. <laughs> so, well, anyway, Sheriff Kevin Tolson, Sheriff of York County. Uh, the day of the recording, this uh, we just had the midterm elections. We're doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Catch us up. Where have we been for the last couple of months? How are things going? Uh, You know, uh, managing the chaos, Mm. trying to keep people safe, trying to keep Charlotte crime in Charlotte, (laughs) not in Fort Mill. Right. Um, You know, 31 years in this and a day of a car chase and, you know, maybe shots fired call is not a big deal. Right. Not that big of a deal as long as everybody's safe. But to the average citizen, I have to always remind myself, um, you know, when we're in this business, we're used to uh, emergencies and mm-hmm. chaos and and things that aren't going right. right. But to the average citizen, it's not. So, uh, wow, we've uh, you know we'll talk about this later, but we had a huge fentanyl bust. Yep, uh, took a lot of dangerous drugs off the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had you know several car chases from 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 some from. Charlotte bad guys coming yep. down here. Uh, we like to send a message. Don't come down here. Yeah. You'll get chased. You'll get caught. You'll go away. I um, think that's a, you know, there used to be a sign at the state line. There used line. to be a sign, and, and, and the word used to be, don't go to South Carolina because, you know, you won't come back. Right. And we'd like to keep it that way. So, well, good. Well, we talked about it just a little bit, but before we get into that, let's talk about last time we had you on the podcast, you had... Well, we we recorded it for our crime to court program, and then we also uh, put it here on the podcast about the medical marijuana bill mm-hmm. that was in the state house. You even brought Sheriff Lamb from all the way out in Arizona, yeah. Pino County, Arizona, 
Chief Mark Keel from SLED? Because it was a big deal. I mean, yes, yeah, it, it was a it was a it was a it was a push. It was a, it was you know the battle on both sides. Right. And ultimately, it failed. It failed on a technicality, not mm-hmm. necessarily uh, the will of the legislature. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of momentum, uh, and it failed on a technicality. And but it uh, failed. But it failed. And, and, and Tommy Pope basically was the ultimate judge of that technicality, being the Speaker Pro Tem. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was put in that position and, and followed the law, mm-hmm. which, you know, is what we do. And um, it, it, the push will be back. Of course. I was um, going to ask that. Is it going to come back again? Yes, it's not. It's going to be a never-ending battle. No. And, um, you know, ultimately, I hate to say this, we may, we may quote-unquote lose, but... I will be part of the fight until we do that. Yeah, um, you know, we all we can do is is go to other parts of the country and and that <clears throat> have taken the path that South Carolina is wanting to go down. Mm-hmm. Some of South Carolina, not yeah. all, um, and and tell the stories of what was it like before. Yeah, and what's it like now? There's not a community, there's not an agency head that I have spoken to that has said, man. This was a good thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I will continue to um, be that herald mm-hmm. to, to warn folks. Uh, and I, I, I catch criticism. Oh, the sky's falling. You know, it's not going to be that bad. It's not this. It's not that. Um, you know, and, and, and then you hear the alcohol issue. Well, you know, alcohol does more damage than why introduce a, why legalize another another Substance, substance going to cause trouble. And, and here's my point. I'll get behind it if it is studied and uh, and and tested mm-hmm. and experimented and approved by the FDA like every other medicine. Right. I'll get behind it if yeah. if, if if that happens. If if the medical community can say this is this for this purpose under these circumstances under the, these regulations and under these restrictions, right. this is a good thing. I'm all for it. Yeah, because I guess out in other states that have it, there are dispensaries mm-hmm. and not pharmacists. They're not pharmacists. That, right. that, are, that are delving out this stuff. Right. It's right. People who want to have like their own backyard farms and sell it on the in, in a dispensary or so. So, so yeah. So, so anyway, I don't mean to be a dead horse. No, but it's so it's it's. I have a lot of critics about that uh, about yeah. my position on that, but we get I'm those looking, on our Facebook page. And I'm, stuff yeah, too. I know. <laughs> I still love you. Yeah. No. Um, but, but I mean, if you think I about it, I will still keep you safe. How about that? That's right. So I may not love you, but I mean, you can argue about people talk about the, you know, marijuana is not a gateway drug. It is a gateway drug, but it also, it, it leads up to the next topic, fentanyl. We had that big bust a couple of weeks ago where we had enough fentanyl in the County to kill everybody in the County. If yeah, not, there's a, there's enough fentanyl in this building in our evidence room mm-hmm. to kill the entire population of York County. Probably twice. Twice, yeah. yeah. Given you know, given that big bust, think about what the little busts that right. we've had that add up. And um, you know, I I I use that that seizure as as a uh, platform to urge our lawmakers to pass a trafficking fentanyl law. Right. Um. So the so the people responsible for for manufacturing that amount of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Face the same penalties as a, as a person that I catch or you catch or a police officer catches mm-hmm. with ten pills in their pocket. Right, because right now it's just like a, a possession with intent to distribute charge. Right? Yes, 
15 years. That's it. Zero to 15. Uh, 15 pills can kill 15 people. Yep. 150,000 pills can kill 150,000 people. Right. And, and one pill, one kill. That's the that's that's sort of the yeah the sort of the rule of thumb uh, in the fentanyl world. So, um, I, Tommy Pope, uh, yeah. our representative here in York County, Speaker Pro Tem, he is uh, fighting hard to push a bill that has teeth to it, and the the resistance is some in the in the legislature do not like mandatory minimum sentences. Right. I was going to ask about that. Well, if you if if you don't have, and I'll simplify this because I'm a simple yeah, minded person. For all of our folks. <laughs> um, if I'm a child and I know that all I'm going to do is get a stern talking to if I put my hand in the cookie jar. Right. Why am I not going to put my hand in the cookie jar? You're just going to go back and get the cookie jar. If I'm a dope dealer. Yeah. And I know if I sell 10 pills, I might face five years. Right. But I certainly know if I sell 1,000 pills, if I'm caught, I'm going to jail for 10 years. No hands down. Yeah. No, yeah, right, right. No discretion. 10 years. Is that, I mean, I just think that would deter people from selling large amounts. We want to deter from selling all amounts. Yeah. Um, and so... That's the resistance about a trafficking fentanyl law is, is yeah. there are minimum mandatories built in every other trafficking law. Right. Uh, why don't we mirror those laws with fentanyl, the, the, the drug that's killing people more than any other drug right now in this country? And we, we saw it in the news conference where we had like a bucket of fentanyl mixed with the binder powder that, you know, they put in these machines and they had different seven, seven different machines that just pump out these pills. Mm-hmm. And not every pill has the same amount. One right, may have right. they're not, less, they're some not, may have more. This is not a this is not a, a pharmacy. Roche lab. Yeah, this, these are these are uh, you know lay lay persons yeah. making these pills. So the, the mixtures are not even. Right. And when the mixtures aren't even, you get one pill with one grain. All right. Let me simplify it yeah. again. <laughs> Let's say a hundred grains. Right. Yeah. You get one pill with one grain. You get another pill with ninety nine grains. Right. And that is the difference between life and death. And what they say it was like two milligrams is enough to kill you. Mm-hmm. And I think we had three two micrograms. Two, yeah. yeah. And then we had thirty-six thousand uh, grams of yeah. uh, grams. Yeah. And you break it, it down, nice. it's it's enough to yeah. kill a lot of people. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess that might be your uh, battle this year with the legislature. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, of course, we'll still we'll still be fighting it. We'll still be trying to get it off the streets. Uh, people are dying every day in this country. Uh, 80, almost 90 overdose deaths this year yep. in York County. Um, you know, that's, we're working 90 on too two, many. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on, you know, one and a half, uh, a week. Yeah. And, uh, I hear from these parents, I hear from these family members. Yeah. And, you know, I, I use this platform to say, I'm doing all I can. I mean, we're catching, we're catching people. We're putting them in jail. We're, we're whole, trying to hold them accountable. Uh, we're not going to arrest our way out of any any issue. I mean, it, it's a multi, everything's a multifaceted yeah. issue, but certainly we are a tool to uh, try to prevent other deaths and, and, and other folks having to deal with these tragedies. And our, our DAU has been, I mean, they, they made that bust. That was over a year investigation, and they're always working. 
to try to find these people who are just one selling the pills, two manufacturing the pills, and then eventually where all the fentanyl comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we had uh, Senator Lindsey Graham come. Mm -hmm. He says it comes straight straight from China to Mexico, across the border mm -hmm. to here. Right. So I mean, it's a it's not just a local problem; it's a nationwide problem. Right, and I use the analogy: if that was if that was a virus, if that was the new coronavirus, yeah, uh, that could you know potentially kill every person in York County, our response would be, I ain't going to say it, huge. <laughs> huge. Large. <laughs> it would be overwhelming. Yeah. Our response would be. But yet, for some reason, it's not with this drug. Yeah. Massive. That's what I wanted to say. Massive. It's massive. massive whatever. Yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the word massive. If you watch any of the hurricane coverage from a couple of weeks ago, well, get ready. everything was massive. It's coming back. Yeah, Hurricane Nicole's on their way to the, to, to Florida. So, um, so um, let's switch gears. Uh, CN2 came by a couple of weeks ago, did a story. CN2 News, our local news outlet, uh, Renee O'Neill uh, did a story on mental health transports. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another thing you're trying to get uh, the program here in York County to help us with that because right now, we have to take somebody for a mental health evaluation that's a deputy taken off the road to go to wherever. Well, right, not right now. Maybe, well, previously. <clears throat> previously, right, right, right. Prior to several months ago. Right, so talk about that. So yeah, that, that's so a new thing. Um, mental health is a whole nother podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I get old several Robert White podcasts. in here to talk about that. Uh, maybe we'll get Robert White in here Yeah. Uh, talk about NAMI. Uh, by the way, he's doing some great things with NAMI, and mm -hmm. uh, he's really wanting to integrate law enforcement and provide us some crisis intervention training yep. and those kinds of things. We're working, working hand in hand with NAMI to do that. But uh, prior to several months ago, if you had a, uh, you know, I'll use worst case scenario, if you had a child who was in mental crisis, mm -hmm. meltdown, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. breakdown, meltdown, mental crisis, uh, bottomed out. Um, and, and you decided to take that child to, to the hospital and the doctor evaluated that child and decided, well, you know, our level of care for, for your mental situation is not the level of care you need. And I'm going to order you uh, to be evaluated and possibly treated at another institution mm -hmm. that, that specializes in this. <clears throat> it, they would, the doctor would sign that order and Piedmont would call us. And say we got one that needs to go to Conway, or Charleston, mm -hmm. or Greer. Uh, we love it when we hear rebound in Lancaster because it's close by. Right, it's right, it's right across the border. So we go show up, and regardless of the age of the child, we would put that child in the back of a police car mm -hmm. without the parent, transport that child across the state, or adult. Doesn't, I mean, I use child because because that's the you know that's just the to me the worst case scenario. You're separating the child from the parent. Uh, they're in mental crisis. They're in an environment that they're certainly not familiar with, and they're being put in the back of a police car. Why am I being put in the back of a police car when I'm asking for help? And have really committed any crime. And if you haven't right. been in the back of a police car, it's not comfortable. And we did that to a nine-year-old. Uh, and that's what really prompted this. Mm. Um, but we didn't put that child in the back of a marked patrol car. Mm -hmm. 
we sent a deputy home. That deputy put on plain clothes. Mm -hmm. That deputy got his supervisor's unmarked car. Mm -hmm. So it didn't look so much like a police car. And the parent rode in the back seat. Yeah. While we took that child, that nine-year-old, to Conway. And I told that story to a group of legislators a couple of years ago, and it caught Gary Simmel's ear. And Gary was on the Ways and Means Committee. Yep. Very powerful committee that decides where the money goes in South Carolina. And he got a uh, million dollars put in a proviso to start a pilot project. So now we have outsourced with a private company yeah. who is who are not police officers. They're civilians. Mm -hmm. They're civilian vehicles. They're trained, uh, and the vehicles are specially equipped to keep that patient safe. Right. And they handled the transports across uh, York, from York County to across the state wherever they need to go. And we're one of the pilot programs. We are part of the pilot program. Okay. So rarely are we now transporting people in police cars. We are now transporting people in police cars that may need to be transported in police cars. They're right. combative. They're violent. They're they're a danger, you know, constant danger to themselves. Unfortunately, the proviso did not include juveniles. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work with Tommy Pope, uh, because Gary's no longer in the legislature, right. to not only take it out of the proviso and budget it statewide, but also include juveniles. Because yeah. to me, that was the impetus of this, and right. that is who you most do not want to put in the back of a police car. Yeah. An adult can recover from that. A child may never. Just that memory that Just I was that in memory. The back of a I wanted car. help and I got thrown in the back of a police car. Yeah. So, anyway, that, good, that's a good thing. That, that's yeah. you know, it's, uh, that's I'll 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 chalk that up as one of my achievements. Yeah. There you go. And then we'll get Robert White with Nami in here to talk about it because it's an it's an issue. You know, mental health is a big thing, and you know, because people are having mental health crises all the time, and so. They need help. So we'll get Robert White on here. If you don't know who Robert White is, he's a great guy. We'll get him in here. In the oh, don't give him that much credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he might be doing a great job, but we'll, his character we'll, we'll, we'll discuss later. So let's uh, jump to another complete different topic. It's uh, We're hiring, always hiring. We need people, especially in our detention facility. Uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to have a, a new way of helping folks learn more about it becoming a detention officer, and that's yep. to come tour the facility. Mm -hmm. Come figure See, out if that's something you want to do. And that's different. See it live and in person. Yeah. Yes. Because I guess, you know, people think that, you know, they get they see detention facilities from TV, mm -hmm. your TV dramas, and you go in there, and it's like the old TV show Oz or the movie Shawshank Redemption. Dark and, and Dungy. Yeah. And then the – Desolate. And the all the Ds. Yeah. All, <laughs> and your detention officers – are the bad guys who are out there just you know, you know, beating people every day? That they is our not detention the case. officers are helpers, right? Um, they are, they are lay psychologists. Mm -hmm. They really are. You want to talk about de-escalation in this country? Mm -hmm. That's a big, hot button topic word. Yeah, they're they're correctional they're officers at. know how to de-escalate. Yeah, you think about it. 25 people on a shift, right? There's mm -hmm. there's 500 inmates in our facility right now. Give or take. Right. 25 detention officers on a shift. What's the ratio? One to 20, mm. right? That's, and that's that's just not that's not taking into account the, the six or seven that have to run the booking area. Right. right? And so, all the other people. So now you got 20 yeah. per five 
for 500. How do you keep order? You you don't keep order with those numbers yeah. by force. You your your brain and your mouth. Your brain, your mouth, and your heart. Your heart, yeah. And occasionally you have to use force, but you know, um, that but that's not instigated by us. That's a yeah. reaction on our part. Sure. And so they know how to talk. They know how to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get I get uh, I get weekly emails um, of documented um, sent electronically sent compliments from the inmate population about the staff. Yeah, I want to thank Officer So and So. He's firm, but he's fair. Yeah, I want to thank Officer So and So. She she took time to listen to my issue and 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 dealt right. with it. You know, I, I want to um, you know. I want to thank Officer So and So reaching out to to my family and and passing this along, or just you know, it's not all it's not rainbows and unicorns. Oh, sure, unicorns. I mean, it is what I it mean, is. It's a detention facility. Yeah. You're people in there who are do not want to be in there, and there are people in there who have issues, and there are criminals in there, and there are there are some evil people in there, mm-hmm. but by and large, our staff does a wonderful job, mm-hmm. and it's a job few people want. It's a job few people can do. And right. I tell them, I can't do your job. I can't do that. Yeah, it's like a teacher. Some people can be teachers and some can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people can be police officers and some can't. Yeah. Uh, but it is a chance, and this is what I tell our detention officers, there are very few There are very few jobs. Uh, as a garbage man, can you make a difference in somebody's life? Every, every can you pick up? Yeah. In detention and in law enforcement. Yeah. Every interaction you have, you have an opportunity to make a difference and help a person. And if you have that calling, don't think about detention officer as a bad job. Right. You know, incarcerated people think about it as as an opportunity to help people and make it make an impact in their lives. I mean, I guess the when it boils down to it, you know, there you can go get that garbage truck driver job. And just go through the mundane rigmarole every day. Oh, here I go, just doing this one job every day. Or right. you go and do I'm that job. A card and, and, and helping in a factory. And I'm not disparaging either no, occupation. Not we at all. need all occupations. But attention officer is an opportunity to know that when you come to work every day, it ain't the same old thing. Right. There'll always be a challenge. There'll always be an opportunity. Well, Next week, we're going to have Chief John Hicks coming to the podcast. We're going to talk more about that and talk about, you know, the type of people we need. And I think we use the slogan, we know we take good people and make them into great officers. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking to excel and want to do a very rewarding job, very hard job. Sure. But in the end, it's very rewarding. We we would like to talk to you. And so through that, we're going to have our, um, we're having tours, detention tours. So. A lot of people may not want to know what's going might on. Might be the only time you get to see the inside of a detention center and not be under arrest. Right, and then you get a, you, you could see what good work you could see how nice I, mean, well, I won't say nice, but it a clean facility, mm-hmm. a well-run facility, mm-hmm. and see what these officers do every day. And then you can take the time to think, okay, maybe now I can do that. Maybe now that looks like I can. I want to do that for a career. And so, uh, starting November eighteenth, all the way to the end of the year, except for. Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. We're not going to do tours. Every Friday, uh, we, you can come take a tour, see if it's what you want to do. And if you can want to be a part of our team, we'd love to have you. So, 
Um, so next week we'll talk with John Hicks, our chief jail administrator over there at the detention center about that and more about who we're looking for and how you could become part of the, the sheriff's office family. So, all right. Um, anything else? What's 2023 is coming? Yeah, 2023 is right around the corner, January 1. What's going on next year that you hope to see and beyond? Oh, we got to do something with salaries. Uh, you know, the, the county is uh, yeah. the county is in the middle of a uh, class and compensation study, mm-hmm. and um, we we got to be competitive. Yeah, countywide, but certainly within law enforcement, we got to be competitive. I think you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We saw a job advertisement for QT, where working security at a quick trip gas station makes more than your average law enforcement officer yeah. in your county and right. almost the entire state. So how's that going to go? <laughs> I mean, got to do a well. lot of talking. I hope well. Uh, and we'll, so we'll see. And, and, and I got to, I got to give a, a shout out to our council. They have always been receptive to any idea that I've had about recruitment and retention. Mm-hmm. They've allowed me to raise pay mm-hmm. uh, several times in my tenure and they haven't batted an eye. They've been very supportive. And uh, it costs money. Yeah. Quality law enforcement is going to cost taxpayer money. Yeah. People don't want to hear that. Nobody wants taxes. I don't like to say it, um, but it is the reality. Yeah. We have to make choices. Do we want? Uh, if we're going to have pretty parks, we have to have safe parks. Yeah. If, if <laughs> Good point. If we want pretty schools. We have to have safe schools. Mm-hmm. If we want a pretty community, we have to have a safe community. Right. And um, that, it takes money. And good people, and good and people to pay those good people, right? So. Yeah, I think the, the money is the is is a barrier. It's not. It's not. You know, every like I said earlier, every problem is multifaceted. Yeah, money's not the, the the solution, the complete solution. But I think money is part of what is driving people away or preventing people who have a calling to do this mm-hmm. to to not do it. Comporium is a great employer in this county. Yeah. The York Electric Co-op is a great employer. LPL Financial is a great employer. Uh, There are a lot of great employers in York County that pay very well. And if you have a calling to do this, but you can make more money doing something else and be safer. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's part of the, and we want people to do this job that have the calling for it. We don't want people in this job that don't care what they make. They want the power. Right. They want to, they want, they want to, you know, they want to put people in jail just for the sake of putting people in jail. We don't want those people. No. We want, we want the good people who have the calling to want to help their community and keep it safer. There you go. And we want to be able to pay them justly for it. And if you are thinking about the calling, we're always looking. We're always hiring. You can go to our website, yourcountysheriff.com. Click on that uh, tab at the bottom, careers, hiring, you know, employment. Learn about all about I hope it. in my in my tenure as sheriff that we're on a podcast and you say we're taking applications. We're waiting on an opening. Yes, come apply with us. <laughs> that would be great. Not we're always hiring because it seems like nowadays it seems like most every week I put something out about hey come come check us out. And we go, we go to hiring events. We went to the state fair to try to you know. Nineteen ninety two when I got hired it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to die at this office. Somebody had a heart attack and it opened up as a position that I eventually back to sad <laughs> it's very sad but but now we're at you know the complete opposite complete opposite 
you know, the sheriff used to say, if you don't like it here, I got a stack of applications on my desk this high, you know, and I used to say, wow, that's, that's, that's not a good take. Yeah. But boy, I'd like to have it <laughs> yeah. right now. And we'll take all, I mean, every, you have to be 21. And like we said at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm not at detention. I'm, I'm, Do you know that? 18 now, isn't it? 18 now. Yeah, I saw that. In the, I was amazed. So if you're 18 years old, you're getting out of school or high school. You want to make 40 grand a year? High school education with benefits, health insurance. And then as early as you start, the earlier you can retire there you go. with full state benefits. There you go. So I wish that 18-year-old Trent Ferris would have had. <laughs> Think about that. If 18-year-old Kevin Tolson had started. He'd... Man. Be doing something else or sitting on the beach, one or the other. That'd be but... the grouchy guy that blocked off the aisle at Lowe's for the forklift driver. That'd be me. Yeah. So, all right. Well, good. Thanks, Sheriff. Appreciate you coming by for the well, podcast. Thank you. I mean, thank to all the listeners. Uh, continue to listen in with us, and we hope that we can provide content that keeps you interested and, and informed. And uh, open and transparent to show that we are open. We're open book. We like to tell you about everything we do here, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. So uh, hopefully that's what folks are getting, the right information at the right time. To make right and informed decisions. That was a thing. That is a thing. That is a thing. It's a PIO thing. There you go. I don't know if you know that or not. But all right, folks. Uh, if you're like we said, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, tell your folks and friends and family and everybody else about the podcast. And if you notice, yeah, we're on video now. This is a new thing. This is going to be a thing because people like to watch video podcasts. It's a thing. So, um, and uh, if you would like to keep up with us, just go to our website, yourkindsheriff.com. Find out anything you want to know about the sheriff's office and uh, follow us on our social media page. Yep. And remind them how they can hear this podcast. You can watch, listen to it on our Anchor podcast. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the podcasts. All right. Even Google Podcasts. Are here. And the video will be where? On our social media page. Right. YouTube Facebook. and all of them. All Facebook, right. Twitter, YouTube. YouTube, all of them. All right. Even I think I might throw it up on LinkedIn. Wow, right. that's crazy. It is an experiment. You're getting crazy. It's crazy. I know it. I'm sorry. I think I've got crazy ideas now that I've got all this education in me. So. All right, Sheriff, we appreciate you. Okay, thank you, friend. Thanks for listening and watching to YCSO Behind.